t minus two and a half hours. If you're listening to this, this is before the first round of the NFL 2020 draft. And I cannot wait. I can't either. Sports are back. All right. Hey, did guys. You see the, oh, hey. Um, did you see that Jerry Jones is going to be in his house all alone with soul picking power? And... Now, like, like every year, hit like his sons have to like beat him up to like keep him away from like the phone to make the pick because he always wants to make stupid decisions. He's like, no one's here to stop me this year. I mean, he's he definitely makes those decisions, though. So. No, no, no. He he always does. He's yeah. the, you know the the closest thing they have to a GM. But like, ev- like everyone keeps talking about like, remember when Jerry Jones like was gonna draft. Uh, Johnny Manziel and like his sons had to restrain him in another room and then and then someone else uh picked Travis Frederick and they're like mm. yeah apparently that happens like every year I mean Jerry Jones is the GM is he not no I mean like he he is the G- I don't know if that's his actual title but it's I think it's the same way that I like think he is owner general manager oh okay I, say. I kind of thought it was the same way that like Bill Belichick is the general manager but I don't think he technically has the title of general Jerry, manager Jerry Jones is owner president general manager oh, okay. of the Dallas Cowboys okay and I also thought Bill Belichick was actually the GM of the Patriots as well I had thought so maybe not they do just say oh, head coach. If you if you like type Bill Belichick into the Google search bar but don't hit enter, it doesn't even say coach. It says general manager of the New England Patriots. Yeah, I guess but, it does listen you, as the de facto you, yeah. general manager. Yeah. I mean, like it, it doesn't really matter title wise, but but yeah, I, I do see now that Jerry Jones is in fact the actual general manager. Yep. Whereas Bill O'Brien just pretends to be the general manager because, <laughs> I mean, he, he is, for all intents and purposes, he just has no business being one. Well, also because, what's his name, Rick Scott used to, or I think his wife had cancer or something, so he had to step down. So then, you know, he basically filled in for him for a season, and now he's, he's decided, like, I, liked that. I am I, God I, Emperor. Yes. God the the I don't know who the owner is of the Texans, but like they gotta just not be okay with this, right? It's um it's a son, so he inherited the 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 team, so maybe that affects it. Maybe. But yeah, I remember the old owner was a piece of shit. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, he was bad, bad man. Was it McNair? Is that his name? That sounds right. Oh wait, Bob McNair? Steve... Was that it? I thought McNair was the player. Bob McNair. Yeah, Steve McNair was a quarterback. Oh, okay. There's more than one person named McNair in the United States. Yeah, it was Bob McNair. Now it's his wife, I guess? Janice McNair? Or Janice McNair? I never know how to pronounce that name. Maybe she's less racist. Probably. I mean, she's probably like 40. (laughs) Let's be honest. Yeah. Oh, man. I watched, um, what's his name, um, Brett Coleman's two-hour-long mock draft this morning. Oh, shit. <laughs> it was fun. It was a good one. He had Zach Bond going to the Ravens at 28, and that would make me very happy because 
Zach Bond is very talented, and I want him to succeed, and the Ravens would be like an ideal landing yes. spot for him. Yeah, no, he would he would work really well with the Ravens. I think a so. lot of people are giving Zach Bond the like the Isaiah Simmons treatment of like, wow, he seems really good, but we don't really know where he fits. <laughs> like we sure. don't really, like like there would be a team. There, there are teams out there that would be able to utilize him in the right way, but like a lot of teams are just like, I have a scheme and I'm going to draft a player that fits into that scheme. Yeah, which is fair. I feel like Zach Bond, though, is super versatile. I could see him fitting in a more interior spot or even you know, like pass rusher, as we saw. Yeah. So And he had the Packers getting, um, what's his name? Um, Was it Ayuk? Not... What was it? Ayuk, Brandon Ayuk. Feel like no, ever... no, it was a wide receiver, but it yeah, was no, not Bra- the Bra- Brandon Ayuk is a right wide receiver. Oh no, definitely not him then. Okay, like ninety percent um, of the mocks I've seen in the last week have been Ayuk. So really, yeah. no more Jalen Regor. Uh, a lot of them have Jalen Regor going like earlier to like the wow. Saints. Yeah, I think I don't I don't see that happening. But he had Michael Pittman Jr. Okay. going to us. Yeah, but I mean, he had Denzel Mims went twenty-two, so it wouldn't take too much to trade up based on what he's saying. Yeah, but he also didn't do any trades, so because he yeah, said which, like Baltimore's almost certainly going to trade out of the first round, but if they right. did have to pick, they would take Zach Bond. That mm-hmm. was his sort of uh, justification there. Yeah, there's so many teams that are just like they absolutely will not be in this position one way or the yeah. other, but like we can't predict everything, so. Here you go. Yeah. Things could get weird. I think I heard, I've heard because... that. I've heard that the Lions are shopping number three. It sounds like they they. I feel like they should go down to five or six at this they, point. They they definitely should because they especially have too because many like problems. you said they have other needs. Yeah. it's not like they're a corner away from being a playoff contender. So it's almost like if they don't get Jeff Okuda, they could just get an elite offensive tackle prospect or something like. Yeah, there's other people that will be available at five or six, even if it's not Okuda, which. It should Kuda would be the best player for them, but absolutely. But it wouldn't be that big of a drop off to another crazy top flight talent, and then they would get another solid player probably out of it from the trade down. So the the one thing that I saw today that just it doesn't make any sense at all, but like apparently these reports are legitimate that people are talking about it is that the Dolphins were apparently trying to get the number one overall pick from the Bengals. Yeah, I and, saw that. But they would not be trading the fit, like the fifth for the first plus, you know, whatever else they would give them. Mm-hmm. The scenario was that they would keep the fifth round pick or the, the the fifth overall pick, get the third overall pick from the Lions using like their early second round pick, and then trade the third and the fifth round pick <laughs> plus like one of their other first round picks for the first overall pick. Which, come on. <laughs> I mean, look, if, you, if you're on the Bengals, how can you not entertain that? No, like, no, it, no, yeah, absolutely. If I was the GM of the Bengals and the, the Dolphins were offering me three first-round picks, two of which were in the top five, I would say yeah. But at the same time, that doesn't make any sense for the Dolphins because, I mean, they, they, every single position on the team needs to be upgraded. <laughs> You, kind you of, but kind of not. Like you, you Dolphins are not that bad. But they broke their team down specifically to rebuild, and it takes a long time to rebuild. But you can rebuild fairly quickly if you have like, I mean, they have five picks in the top forty. 
and they have multiple first round picks next year. If they if they traded all of that and then used that to go get Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow would be like 30 years old by the time they acquired enough players to be good. I, I don't know. I, I think I disagree with you. I think that the Dolphins are a, a million times more complete than the Bengals. I, and that I, the Bengals I could use those high picks. No, that, that's what I'm saying is Dolphins. that it would definitely make sense for the Bengals to do it. I don't think it would make any sense for the Dolphins to do it. I know, I, but I think that, I mean, the Dolphins were 5-11 and 11 last year with an absolute garbage roster. You add Joe Burrow, they might be 8-8 eight and eight this year. Like, I, I don't know, man. I, I think that it wouldn't be that far removed. And then, like you said, they have extra high round picks next year. They could easily be in the playoffs in two years if they, if they land a solid quarterback, which Tua might be that as well. But Tua's got a, a lot more concerns. He's got a weaker arm and injury history, so right. But but even if you like get one of the lesser quarterbacks, like if they go for Jordan Love in the middle of the first round or something, oh. at that point you have like a stud left tackle probably that they got with their first pick. Maybe I don't know, like a, a cornerback or. But you think they're gonna pass on Tua? No, I'm I'm saying that like if if they traded down instead, I, oh, like, or or if they went tackle with that first pick, sure, like because because then by the time they get into the third round, they've got five really good players that you know you give them a year or two to develop, and that's I mean then you have a real team. Like you yeah, have but a, it's all worthless without a QB. Yeah, but I still think they get a QB in there somewhere. Yeah, but a bad one, probably. <laughs> I think anyone not named Burrow or Tagovailoa is worthless in this draft. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. It's definitely I, not, a, it's not a great quarterback class. I don't think there's any sure. other starters in this class. If anyone, I, I could see someone like um, a, a Jalen Hurts or like a more mobile quarterback ended up being like, useful but not really like a solid starter that you can build a team around well that like i could see i could see jalen hurts having like a tarod taylor type career where like he starts and he's not terrible but he's definitely not good like you wouldn't want to build a team around him i definitely think that there's a, a couple of quarterbacks in there that if if you go to a team like the dolphins where you're not expected to be good or even expected to start for a first year you can kind of i don't know grow a little bit expected to start i mean i would hope that whoever they get starts i mean i mean i mean in that first season because i know i i they don't have anyone man no man they got they got fitz magic yeah he's terrible and josh rosen and he's even worse but but i mean like josh rosen is a guy that a lot of people thought could be good but was put in a position where that's what i mean is that he's not good it's been proven if if you take a guy who went to, I don't know, I feel like a, a good quarterback in college who goes to a terrible team and starts immediately and flounders because the team is shit, doesn't have any chance of developing into a decent quarterback. Whereas if you get a guy who goes to a really good team that might not really need a quarterback at the moment, give him a couple of years to kind of get comfortable with everything, then who fucking knows? I mean, Tony. Yeah, but Ro- it's the type of prospect. Like, right, but Tony Tony Romo was like not expected to be fucking anything. You know, Dak Prescott wasn't expected to be a, a starting quarterback, and neither was Russell Wilson. But like, they got like an opportunity and a little bit of time to learn some shit. Yeah, but like, 
<laughs> and everyone's, imagine, everyone's favorite late round QB Gardner. Imagine Minshew. passing up, and it's a, it's a bad example because of like how his career ended up. But imagine passing up on Andrew Luck so that you could take some random project QB who ends up being, you know, a Dak Prescott, Tony Romo type, who's like, you know. A, a, he's a, definitely a top 10 QB, possibly even top 5, but not a world beater. Like, not someone that's probably going to drag your team to the Super Bowl. Like, I don't know. I, I, I think you gotta, if you think Joe Burrow is 100% a generational talent, you gotta pull that trigger. Like, I just, if, you are, if you are locked in that this dude is going to be a multi-time all-pro, like, that's, that's what it takes, man. But what if you don't think that? What if you don't think? Well, then they're any... not offering that trade. But they are offering the trade, so right. they must think that. I'm, I'm not saying that. personally. I agree. I believe that Joe Burrow is, but of all the all the quarterbacks available, no, he's definitely he's the best far and away. In this draft. Yes. He's head and shoulders the best. Like, what does he's, he's got? No question marks at all. Like, what... I, I I feel like Joe Burrow's floor is average quarterback in the NFL. That's legitimately his floor. Like, what is the even quarterback if he's on a class team. like next year? Like, obviously, you've got, um, fuck, what's his name from Clemson? Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Like, obviously, you have him there expected to be at the top, but is there anybody else that looks like they might be a world beater? I mean, they'll probably emerge, like, throughout the season, just like this year. Like, going into this year, Justin Herbert was was far and away the number one QB prospect, which, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) People have definitely kind of realized what he is he he's fallen like out of most first rounds i feel like nowadays and that, that was an interesting about face because even like a couple weeks ago most people had him going to the chargers yeah. so i uh, justin fields is definitely another one that we could that i could see being elite also i don't know trevor lawrence i could see him being the justin herbert of this year or the uh, he... Jarrett Stidham. <laughs> remember when <laughs> sure. he was the number one quarterback of the Do you Dolphins? remember when, um, what's his name? Christian Hackenberg was oh the number one Oh my god. <laughs> Bro, he was bad. He was. He was very, very he bad. He was worthless. I remember his senior year at Penn State. He was atrocious. And he still got drafted decently high. Yeah. And yeah, surprise, surprise, he was totally worthless in the NFL. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I think it's a matter of like, I mean, obviously, quarterback is the single most important position in in football. Like that's, I don't think that's a controversial statement, but it's a matter of like, do you think that because because maybe some teams aren't as high on some of these quarterbacks as other teams. If you're a, a general manager and you have the opportunity to either get one okay quarterback or an incredibly good offensive lineman and like an incredibly good cornerback and a defensive tackle and a wide receiver like all within the picks that you would need to trade up to get that quarterback what do you do but that quarterback is probably a more sure shot than any lineman wide receiver or whatever else that you would pick like i i think that no one no one has any doubt that uh, Joe Burrow could be, you know, like an, a starter in the NFL. But, like, when it comes to linemen, how many fucking high-tier linemen prospects just completely bust and aren't worth it at all? And 
Like, I, I, wide receivers, yeah, don't even get me started. Like, fucking, who's the dude on the Vikings that was just embarrassing, like, how bad he was? And uh, he was Laquan, mocked to go even higher. La- La- yeah, Laquan, Laquan Treadwell. Treadwell. Dude, he was he was, he was supposed to go even higher. I think he went, like, 12. He was supposed to go top 10, and he was atrocious. Like, I don't know. I, I don't think it's as sure of a shot. I think with quarterback, it's easier to understand, like, where the player might sit because he literally, like, he leads the team. He's... It's on his shoulders 24-7. A wide receiver, his his inadequacies could... Inadequacies? Quincies? Inadequ- you said it right the first time. Okay. <laughs> I just stumbled over that one. Could be masked by any like any amount of things that are going on within the system that he's playing in. Whereas QB, a lot of times, like, watch the film. Did he make that throw? Like, is, is did he read the defense properly on that play? Like, it's, it's a little bit easier. And, like... For once again, for skilled executives who know what they're doing, <laughs> like sometimes the Bears trade up and grab Mitch Trubisky yep. second overall <laughs> uh, over Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes. Which, I mean, granted, I think Mitch was mocked to go higher than uh, the two of them, but I don't think that he was supposed to go up. To, I, uh, I think to... I remember Deshaun Watson was supposed to be higher than Trubisky, and people were like, "Oh." Like, why did they go with Trubisky and not Watson? Sure. But, you know, hey, they're close. <laughs> it, it wasn't clear-cut, yeah. Right. Like, it, it wasn't the same as, like, grabbing Jordan Love over Joe Burrow. Like, it was right. it was very much a, a contested between those three. No one really knew. Mahomes had the, had the numbers and the stats, but small school and possibly more of a project. And Trubisky was also more of a project, yeah. so I don't know what the fuck they were doing like grabbing him too. Watson was definitely the most complete of the three coming out of college, so I don't know what the fuck they were doing. But, you know, what, what can you do? Sometimes, Sometimes it you're works the Bears. Out. Sometimes you're the Bears and you just, you gotta grab a redshirt senior who only started for one year <laughs> and wasn't even that good in his one year. <laughs> you know? Sometimes it be like that, and it makes me laugh. I, yeah, I, I, have, I have one more thing to say. Ah. I think we forgot that Lucas was on the call. No, I remembered. I just thought I wanted to keep the joke running. At me. Oh. <laughs> but then Lucas never spoke up. I, 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 I kind of thought for a second of going like, and I think that's the show for today. <laughs> no, I was absolutely going to try to drag it out till the end. I mean, this conversation wasn't about the political <laughs> nuances of hentai anyway, so I couldn't contribute. <laughs> You guys pick... Okay, so you guys, yesterday, when I wasn't on the podcast, instead of talking about this, which you know I'm not able to contribute much to, spend the entire time of that dragging me, and now this one, you choose to talk about the NFL draft. Okay. Today's the day of the draft. We've been looking forward to this for months. Today's the day. Okay, I see how we do in this. All right, this is this is our equivalent of when the new season of One Piece hentai comes out, Lucas. You're just stringing words together right now, aren't you? I am. <laughs> what was it? The One Piece and uh, the the interspecies reviewer yes. crossover episode. <laughs> it was coming. In more ways than one. God damn it. Oh, oh no. Ryan, you have to leave now. All right. Shall we clap and I'll leave? No, no. This is episode 27, by the way, recorded on oh, yeah, we April 23rd, 2020. We didn't even see it. Voluntary yeah. viewing. Lucas, do some editing magic and put that at the beginning of the episode. 
<laughs> oh, so now you want me to contribute. I see. So, yeah, Lucas, do you mind editing our podcast for us? <laughs> um, 26, 27, 28. Oh, wait, are we actually doing it? Yeah, we're actually clapping. Let's oh. do it. Post-roll won't be football-related. want to talk about for the post roll did you see that uh, apparently one of the NFL coaches is knocking down two walls in his house to prep for the draft yeah yeah apparently he also has like 25 monitors these motherfuckers you got him man it's a this can be done on a Skype call no it can't hmm in a in a more complex Skype call, it can be done. Not like a basic like, eh, just call up Jim Bob and get him on the line, and then we'll talk about the draft. But like, not that far removed from that either. <laughs> well, like the thing that Lucas sent us earlier was just like, dude, just turn on ESPN and see who's still left. And like, okay. And what's wrong with that, Andrew? Why why wouldn't that be fine? This is not a simple thing. Like, I, I, I get it that, like, you know, it seems like on the surface that there would be a clear cut, like, okay, here's the list of the top people at whatever position and how good they actually are. And we'll just take whoever's at the top. But it doesn't really work like that. I mean, it does. Usually the teams make their own individualized draft boards and then play off of that but yeah it wouldn't be espn's draft board that they're using yeah no they're they're just calling todd mcshay and asking who should i draft (laughs) yeah i mean it's people's whole career like i mean there's there's probably at least a dozen employees literally whose job it is year round is to evaluate talent and you know uh, help help assemble the draft board uh come come time to draft so like they they make what you know 80k a year from this exact moment so yeah i guess a little more complex than just skyping it in and referencing espn but also like not not that (laughs) so draft guys tomorrow i'm sure we'll talk about how how maybe not for the whole episode but (laughs) maybe for a little bit (laughs) or not or we'll just trade out of the first round probably probably which I wouldn't hate. No. So. Or right. we'll give up a fucking massive haul to move up like 10 spots. Yeah, which I also wouldn't hate if we get Denzel Mims. <laughs> He's a small town guy, Andrew. <laughs> he said he was intimidated by the Philly fans. He wants to go to a... He's from a town in Texas of less than 3,000 people. He'd fit so perfectly. <laughs> I want Denzel Mims. Fan bad. <laughs> Fan favorite local white guy. Nope. He's, I don't yeah. want local white guy. I want Denzel Mims. Yeah. 
He seems like a really, really cool guy. I I could see him filling a Randall Cobb type uh, role, except for hopefully without the injuries. Or without the the slot playing and without the shortness. I mean, he's not tall. He's like 6'3". Really? Yeah. Hmm. I kind of had 6'1 in my head. Yeah, he is 6'3". Sure. I just meant more like the happy guy that... That seems every, really chill and yeah. makes an immediate impact, returns kicks, possibly. Like, that'd be cool. I mean, my favorite Packers moment of all time is is watching Randall Cobb return Fourth that. and eight? What? Oh, no, the 108-yard kickoff yeah. return in his rookie yeah. year? Yeah, that oh. shit. That shit That's your fucking... favorite Packers moment of all time? I think it might be. Wow, that is a random-ass Packers moment. It is. <laughs> It was a cool play, I guess. It's, a, I don't it's know at least it's... the one that's burned into my memory the most. What about right? the one where we won the Super Bowl? <laughs> like, <laughs> that one's not up there. Or, yeah, fourth and eight where we took the division from our hated rival on a ridiculous play to Randall Cobb. Or No, that and that is also my second the, favorite Packer moment. The Motown miracle. <laughs> those, those two Hail Marys back-to-back in Arizona. The Jared Cook sideline toe tapper there's a lot of them i'm, I'm not it's crazy to me that that's number one because that wasn't even like a deciding moment of the game it was just a cool kick return yeah i can't right. i can't explain it it's just the one that's sure. burned into my memory all the time fair enough i mean fourth and eight might be mine so i, I mean still in the randall cobb vein yeah and that's fourth fourth and eight was awesome that was yeah that was pretty fucking cool that's one i'll never forget for sure randall cobb man miss that man I love him. Now, I love him a lot. Now I'm we, so happy he's on the Texans. I know he's making a lot of a lot of money for the Texans. I, I just, I mean, I'm a still a Texans second supporter, even though they traded DeAndre Hopkins. But and the fact that they got Randall Cobb, now I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm still yeah. here. There's there's a lot of players on the Texans that I like, so they're easy to root for. If you don't like Deshaun Watson, I don't know what's wrong with Deshaun you. Deshaun Watson is so fucking good, man. He is. He's and he, he very just seems cool. like a really nice guy. Well, and he's like a fucking warrior. He like is. nothing against. Pat Mahomes, but Jesus Christ, has he never had to put the team on his back like Deshaun Watson has. Deshaun Watson will, with all of his 215, 220-pound frame, drop the shoulder and dive into the fucking end zone with broken ribs. Like, that is that is warrior shit right there. He's like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you don't appreciate that. That's that's really cool. So, uh, we'll see if he sticks around. <laughs> <laughs> They might trade him for a second round pick or something. I can some see bullshit. him being like, "Can I get at least like thirty five million? You guys know I'm worth it." They're like, "Ooh, we gotta Ooh, pay Brandon that. Cooks yeah. <laughs> and David Johnson." <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, it's about I don't know, man. I'll go to the Patriots, I guess." <laughs> we gotta give eighty percent of our salary to Laramie Tunsil, so oh like, I think we're gonna have to uh, have to pass on that one. <laughs> All right, we should probably stop this. Yeah, sorry. Going. 